What's up, everyone? It's 6 p.m., which means it's 11 p.m., it's 7 a.m., it's 5 p.m., it's 3 p.m., and as always, it's anytime, anywhere. And after enough delay, it's finally time to do the episode. After sitting here and signing documents, eating wraps, and then going on a binge shopping spree on Temu... Because I finally, I got an ad on Instagram for Temu, and I was like, alright, well, I guess it's finally time to take a look at what's on this website. I spent 50 bucks, but it's okay, because I got Noodles her Christmas present. (laughs) I'm excited, I have a plan, you guys don't need to know. So, um, while we're talking about Temu... This actually brings up, I had a list of things to talk about, and one of them was accidentally, it was at the end, but this accidentally brings it to the beginning, which is Christmas presents and Christmas shopping. So actually, the first Christmas present that I bought this year was actually for Bill, who is the bo- one of the boss mans at work. I just got noodles some presents. Now I gotta shop for, you know, Eric, my mother, Kyle... Alexis, Preston, Taylor, the co-worker, and Jen, and Kat. And uh, I think that's going to be pretty much it. If you feel like you were missed, please send a message and I will get back to you in two to five business days. That is the running joke with my mother, like about stuff getting done. I'll, I'll get to it in two to five business days, blah, blah, blah. Now, now that I have assembled the list... I actually am going to go through my contacts later and make sure I didn't forget anyone. Oh, duh, my grandfather. Stupid. I, see, the reason I didn't, before you all start getting to be meanie heads, like, how'd you not think of your grandfather? because I was going to go up there and we were going to gamble. All right? I'm going to visit him. So shut up. I also, while I was wasting time, one of the other things I did was talk to the flight school and make an, uh, not an appointment, um, schedule a lesson. December 11th at 10 a.m. I will begin my multi, round two. So, I've got two weeks to, uh, get my money together. Ooh, I'm excited, because in six hours my non-rev begins, and I didn't get fired yet. So, that means I still get my non-rev privileges, yeah. Anyways, yeah, I will be messing around with the non-rev shit tomorrow, not tonight. I will be going to bed shortly. I came home. Look, I did 10 push-ups this morning, not to brag or anything. I came home, I did 15 more, not to brag or anything, but I feel pretty good. This is after feeling like shit at work. Which brings us to item number two. This was a properly scripted... It wasn't scripted, but this was a properly planned episode today. So I have to ask you people, how much caffeine is in a Whopper? I asked this to the co-worker today. I asked this to multiple co-workers today. And they looked at me like I was crazy. Like, what? How much caffeine is in a Whopper? Alright? You don't know if the cow was juicing or nothing. Alright? Maybe he was on the sprunks. Before he got turned into a hamburger. So, I ask you again. How much caffeine is in a Whopper? The other thing that we learned today. Oh, that's the question of the day. 
Somebody let me know if you figure out how much caffeine is in a Whopper, right? Come on, this is this this is me trying to boost and user engage listener engagement. So we also learned today because the coworker is a fucking hater and owes me five bucks that you can get a Whopper from Burger King for breakfast. I ordered a Whopper at six a.m. and I got a Whopper for breakfast. The problem was though. Uber Eats did not want to deliver the Whopper. We had the had th- three Uber drivers cancel. The fourth one finally brought my stuff. And the Whopper was there. There was a Whopper, all right? We learned that you can get a Whopper for breakfast, all right? We don't know how much caffeine's in a Whopper, but you can get one for breakfast because I had a Whopper, and I had an iced coffee, a mocha iced coffee, and an egg-normous burrito, and then on the 7th, I'll be having my cheesy tots. Yeah! I'm so excited for that. I already made, like, the templates for the episode for the next week or so. And you best believe that that episode on the 7th is going to be called Cheesy Tots. I already wrote it in there. I will be trying the cheesy tots on my way home from work. So, yeah. Um... Okay, we talked about Wampers. We talked about Christmas presents. Oh, the other thing I was supposed to ask. See, this is why we don't write a script, because then I look at it, and I'm like, oh shit, I missed something. I was also supposed to ask you guys, how much caffeine is in a paper clip? <laughs> hey, before you start hating on me, listen, if you eat paper clips, at least you won't have iron deficiencies. You get it? You get it because... Of p- okay, everybody hates me, and this is why... <laughs> Oh my god. I I was more productive before plotting my multi-engine training and my non-rev and and my temu shopping. But don't worry about it, alright? Everybody's gonna get a present this year. Everybody will get a present if you text PICKLE to 754... Should I put my phone number on the internet? Fuck it. No, wait. Yeah, fuck it. If you text PICKLE to 754-332-5437, you will get a Christmas present from me. All right? Now I know how to make the list of who is actually going to get a Christmas present because the people that I plan on buying presents for, most of them listen to the show. So if I just say you have to, I know they will. And then everybody else, I don't have to worry about it. I can also tell when people listen to this episode. I want to do a little experiment, all right? So, if you're listening to this and you want a present right now, put your phone down and pick your phone up (laughs) and text me at 754-332-5437 and text me the word pickle, all right? All right, I'm going to give you all like 10 seconds. I'm going to sit here and wait. Okay, I'm hoping that somebody. I, I hope. I'm, I'm hoping that I actually open my phone tomorrow at random points to texts from people saying pickle, but probably not. So, anyways, now is now that we have talked about le bullshit, we are going to get educated. All right, 
Now, in aviation, we have a couple of different sets of lists, just little quick memory lists, or different types of things we need to know. And you guys have seen this before. We've got um, the four rejects, the four high-speed reject allowances, engine failure, engine fire, loss of control, and aircraft unsafe to fly. You've got your four aborted start, your four start issues, hot, hung, no cut, no light. Um... You know, you've got your your uh, port left, right, green. You've got your shadows hold dispatch list. We've went over a lot of different things. So today, we're going to add to your knowledge. You know, I've realized in the 200, 300, almost 400 episodes of this show, I have given a pretty good amount of aviation knowledge. I feel like if I went a week and only did aviation knowledge... I could probably teach a private pilot course in about a week or two. That's right, 15 minutes a day, and you can have the knowledge level of a private pilot. Maybe I'll actually do that at some point next year. Probably not. But today, we're going to talk about some that are kind of related, but not really. So, the different types of altitudes, the different types of air speeds, the different types of temperatures, and the different types of hypoxia. Are these things related in any way other than that they all popped into my brain so that I could be annoying to you guys? No, of course not. So let's get started. <laughs> We're going to start with the types of altitude and see, I actually did my research and opened this so that I can remind myself and explain to you guys. All right. So the very first type of altitude, and the easiest one to understand is called indicated altitude. And you know, Pretty obviously enough, indicated altitude is the altitude that is indicated on your altimeter when it's set to the local barometric pressure, which means you get your ATIS, which means we might have talked about ATISs before, METARs and such. Like, oh, the altimeter is 3000. So you set 3000 and you're flying and it says 1000. Your indicated altitude is 1000 feet. All right. Then you have your true altitude, which is your altitude. MSL, which means above the mean sea level, which means at sea level. How much higher are you than sea level? And this is basically the altitude that we use um, for most of when we're flying, even though it's not technically correct, as we'll get to in a second. But when you look at... Um, like airport elevations or terrain and stuff on charts, those are in MSL. When we fly, we say MSL because in theory, what you have on your altimeter is MSL, but it's not because it's only actually MSL when the temp when the altimeter setting is standard, which is twenty nine ninety two. So in our hypothetical scenario where it's three zero zero zero, um then we would be we would be 80 feet lower. The uh, true altitude is 80 feet lower than what we have indicated. Or no. Yes, I think so. Fuck, this is where people mess this stuff up. Uh, high to low, look out below. If you change your altimeter to a lower number, you're going to be... You're going to have a lower true altitude. So higher, you're going to be 80 feet higher than the true altitude. So actually it'll be low. You'll be lower. Your true altitude will be 80 feet lower than you're indicated. No, 
Okay, we're going to move on for now. This is where people mess this up, and I would need to write it out. Don't worry about it. Anyways, your absolute altitude, or your true altitude is just um, how high you are, MSL. Okay, and for almost all intents and purposes, what you have on your altimeter when you set the barometric pressure will basically be your true altitude, or what we'll refer to as your true altitude. Your absolute altitude, which is what a radio altimeter uses, or radar altimeter... Or, or when you're doing like weather measurements and stuff, that is your absolute altitude. That is the AGL or above the ground. It's the second number on the charts, the little one in parentheses, or the one that you deal with for weather. If the clouds are at 3,000 feet, then that means they're 3,000 feet above the ground. All right. Um, and yeah, again, radio altimeters give this because. They use radio waves to see how high the plane is above the ground and the distance between them. So, yeah, your absolute altitude is how high you are above the ground. All right, so it's, uh, you know, it's MSL minus how high the terrain is, basically. All right, the next one is your pressure altitude, which is, um, that is where your altitude above a theoretical line where the air pressure is 2992 as we mentioned before and the temperature is 15 C so in a standard atmosphere this is your altitude um, if you set 2992 in your altimeter so again it would match your indicated altitude and true altitude at, in standard conditions starting to wonder if this article I was using was wrong like, true versus indicated. Okay, anyways, that's what threw me off a little. But, so, your pressure altitude is what you, we use for performance, and it's based on, you know, standard pressure. So, you know, when you're calculating performance stuff in the, before you, when you do your pre-flight, you'll generally take standard minus the current, and again, when you have a higher pressure, you're lower... Higher pressure means the air is more dense. It's packed farther down. So if you have a higher pressure setting, your aircraft is physically lower. All right, as the air heats up or loses pressure, high, hot, and humid, it expands and you go up higher. Yeah, there you go. I redeemed myself. Anyways, when you're calculating your pressure, the calculation for pressure altitude is standard, 2992 minus current times 1,000 uh, because every point, every point zero one is... 10 feet, I think, or 1 feet, no, it's 10 feet, okay, anyways, this is where I'm going to mess it up again and unredeem myself, so we're not going to bother, 2992 minus current times 1,000 plus your field elevation will give you the pressure altitude your plane is sitting at when you're on the ground, and you can use that for performance stuff, all right, then you have your density altitude, which is what we calculated just now, and then we correct it for the air density, again, high, hot, and humid degrades the performance of the aircraft. So, we're going to use um, a different formula, which is the current temperature minus the standard for that altitude, 15 at sea level, and then subtract 2 degrees Celsius for every 1,000 feet. So, if you're at 1,000 feet for your airport, then it would be 13. Current minus standard times 120 plus your pressure altitude will give you a rough approximation of your density altitude. Density altitude is directly showing you how your aircraft is going to perform. Then we have something about flight level and transition altitudes, which we're not really going to talk to talk about because it's not really for 
you know, beginning pilot stuff, but I could flight level is just above 18,000 feet. You start saying FL and then you chop off the last two zeros from your altitude. Everybody uses standard altimeter settings, blah, blah, blah. Transition altitude is what altitude when you go from using local settings to everybody using a standard one. That's blah, 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 blah. Wow, we're over 15 minutes already, and I only did altitudes. Uh, okay, so for airspeed, temperature, and hypoxia, we'll have to come back to those tomorrow. See you guys tomorrow. Zone up.